But I always like to say, when the government giveth, they always take it away somewhere else. And the average person, the SECURE Act will actually cause them more in taxes because they don't do anything proactively about it. Let's talk about the SECURE Act that was passed by Congress in 2019. In this episode, you'll learn why it came to be, the benefits to retirees, and why a version 2.0 is already being discussed. We'll also talk about how, without proactive financial planning, you may miss the boat on timing distributions and wind up paying taxes you want to avoid. And finally, how does the infamous rabbit of Carbonog from Monty Python fit into all of this? Well, keep on listening, friend. This is the Retirement Equals Freedom podcast. Your host, Josh Bredel, is the owner of FSR Wealth Strategies. And for the last few decades, he's been helping fine folks like you thrive in their retirement. And me, I'm Dave, Josh's longtime friend, co-host, and fan of short walks on a beach and long naps. So now, let me let you let me end this introduction so you can learn all about the SECURE Act. FSR Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor located in Elmhurst, Illinois. Information and opinions contained in this audio have been arrived at by FSR Wealth Advisors. All information herein is for informational purposes and should not be construed as investment advice. It does not constitute an offer, solicitation, or recommendation to purchase any security. FSR is not providing legal, tax, accounting, or financial planning advice in this audio. These views are as of the date of this publication and are subject to change. Welcome, everybody, to the FSR Wealth Strategies Retirement Equals Freedom Podcast Studio, recording live. You always say live. Yeah. Well, we are live. We are recording live. No, but we're recording live in person. We're just not broadcasting live. You had a really good idea. One I have proposed before, and Missy even kind of confirmed my idea. We should do a live podcast for your favorite clients. Do you think we've built this up to such a listening audience already that we're ready for a live podcast? Yeah, I don't know. Call me crazy, but like 250,000 downloads per episode justifies a live podcast. Well, I look forward to it. Um, I'll tell you what. When when we cross a threshold, when when we hit... sure. 500 downloads, 500 downloads per episode. In any episode. Okay. We will do a live podcast. Okay. Deal. Listeners, we're going to hold Josh to that. 500. Live. That's 500. Our, I don't know why 500, but 500. And we'll have reserved limited seating, and anybody there in the audience gets all the snacks we talk about on the show. We were talking about a fun client event for the fall coming up here, and we were brainstorming some ideas this morning. And one of Missy's ideas was that they get a chance to meet Dave. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I don't know if that's, if that's a draw or not. But the reason I hesitate is because the line to meet me for my autograph will just, I mean, come on, it's going to be out the door. Again, yeah. I said it on a prior episode. It's surprising to know you like I do and how introverted you are. Yeah. And you would actually, I think, hate that whole process. See, I can do small talk up to about. 15, 20 seconds. Then I'm like, okay, I feel awkward. Move on. Move along. (laughs) (laughs) On to the next autograph. Thank you. So Dave, we have someone sitting at the table with us. Yeah, we do. Hates sitting at the table with us. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Sure. 
I'm going to introduce Aaron, and if she says two words during this whole podcast, I will consider <laughs> this to be a success. Um, but Aaron started working with us five years ago. We hired Aaron as uh, she was a teacher and stayed at home to raise her two sons for a few years and decided she wanted to get back in the workforce. And over the last five years, she has become an amazing advisor and is integral in every part of our practice, kind of like you, where yeah. you touch all different parts of our office. Yeah, yeah. Um, she does so as well, but hers are actually highly valued by the clients, unlike yours. Yours uh, are just great moments of brevity. I'm highly valued by very few in this office. <laughs> If any of our clients are listening, they definitely know who Aaron is. And we asked her to join us because one of the things that we were talking about was being more prepared for these podcasts to have some better notes and being able to record and give more content. And I spent a lot of time with with Aaron, and she is great at coming up with all these wonderful notes for us. And we said we should have her join us mm-hmm. for the podcast. Now, mm-hmm. Aaron's an amazing advisor. She is great working with clients one-on-one, but we just put that microphone in front of her and she's not happy. I also think the podcast could use another voice because you and I sound a lot alike. You and I talk about the same things, food and taxes and blah. I think Aaron will just bring a fresh perspective and she sounds a lot nicer than we do. Do, Did that sound nice? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. So Aaron, say hi. Hello, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) That's so well done. That's so good. I see something on here about a Zach Carr story. I love me a good Zach story. We've brought our kids up a fair amount. And Aaron actually has two boys similar in age to our kids. And Zach is one of my twins. And Missy was telling this story this morning. I kind of forgot about it. And we were driving, Zach's eight, we were driving through town. Actually, I'm reiterating Missy's story here, so if I screw this up, she can yell at me. But she's driving through town with the kids in the car, and we drove past Elmhurst University. Zach, I think, asked Missy, you know, when we get older, will we go to Elmhurst University? And we explained what a college was, and she said, well, you you might, or you might go find a school that, you know, suits your interest. And Alex likes to write, and you know, he said, well, if I want to be an author, where would I go? And she said, well, you might go to a school that, that specializes in writing or something along those lines. And Zach asked very quietly in his cute little voice, I want to go somewhere where they teach you to be a good driver. And Missy asked him, what do you mean? He goes, well, I just want to be a dad. (laughs) And he thinks all he needs to do is drive his kids around. In our house, we get car sick a lot unless I'm driving. I'm also a control freak. So if we're all in the car, I'm usually the one driving 99% of the time. So I think in their mind, they think dads drive the car. Um, Zachy. We laugh, you know, they talk about what they're going to be, where they're going to live when they grow up. And I don't know why, how they come up with things. But Zach just always says, well, I'm living with you, mom and dad. So that's, you know, we can't get him out. But Nor do you want him out. No. No. Yeah. What? What? Okay. Hey, Mr. Josh, let's take a break. You've been talking for so long and my ears are sore. Let's not make them snore. Listening shouldn't be a chart, so let's get to know Josh and David. Watch a rain soar. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. See, I can do a little uh-huh. live, too. Josh, today it is your turn to pull a card from the deck and let everyone get to know Josh and Dave and Aaron. 
I promised her she would not have to answer the question. But if she wants to, she can. And it's not a bad question. It's a relatively easy one. And you come into my answer. So I got to Mm. think about this. I mean, I saw the, the card. And you just said, Dave. No, but you, there's a part of this. You'll okay. get it here and, and my ex- absurdly long explanation oh, to everybody. Oh, God, here we go. Was there something that you asked for repeatedly as a child, but you were always told no? Yes. Multiple things. I have to pick one, though. Pick one. Water balloon slingshot. You always wanted one? Always wanted a water balloon slingshot. Who was more adamantly against it, your mother or your father? Oh, 100% Bex. Oh, I could see that. Oh, my dad would get me anything I, I asked for, but Bex was always like, Mm-mm-mm. it was between a, pack, a Swiss army knife and a water balloon slingshot. Whenever we would go to Door County, again, probably the land that your ancestors mm-hmm. gave up in mm-hmm. a poker match, I would want something totally random. Well, I ended up getting that pocket knife and within 10 minutes, I had cut both fingers <laughs> and I was wiping the blood on the bushes so nobody would see. And of course, Julie busted me. I don't I hear the end of that story to this day. But the water balloon slingshot is something I never got. It's like your Red Rider BB gun. It no, essentially was. Out, yeah. <laughs> essentially, yeah. So maybe I'm going to buy a landed one just to spite my mom. Ooh. So when she comes into town, she's Grandma, help me with the three man slingshot. Yeah, exactly. Like, Landon, we're going to peg Nana. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, I love you. I would never do that. Yes, I would. So, where mine comes in, I think something we were, I was repeatedly asking for. And you you realize that your parents actually were intelligent as you get older and have your own children. I was always told no whenever offered a sleepover. Oh. And your house, you had sleepovers all the time. Like our friends were always on your floor. I mean, I don't even think you have to ask. Like Joey and I don't know, they lived on your living room. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I was never allowed. And (laughs) my father always said he hated sleepovers. Okay. And like I might get to go to one to two a year at most, at max. Can I interrupt? So not just sleepovers at your house, but you attending yes. sleepovers. Yes, doesn't matter. Oh, man. Doesn't matter. And he always said it was because we were such jerks the next day yeah. that he just hated sleepovers. <laughs> and now as my kids get older, I'm like, oh, man, he was so smart. <laughs> <laughs> I never want my kids to go to a sleepover. I do think this needs clarification because in junior high and like elementary school, we would try to stay up 24 hours a day yeah. for the sleepover, and we were complete jerks. But high school was just – that was different. We respected our sleep patterns a little bit more. A little bit more. Yeah, we yeah. just wanted sleep. Yeah, we wanted sleep. So, Joshua, today we, uh, we've we been talking a lot about bonds and things of the nature. Now, what Bonds you... and things of the nature? Yeah. Is that really what you went with on that? Yeah, only just because I'm trying to multitask and my little brain can't I see that. your flipping pages. You looked like you were see- – I mean, that was some hard concentration you had there. <laughs> and I failed too. <laughs> so I see something here about the SECURE Act of 2019 that became law in – yeah, 2019. What do you got for us today, buddy? So what is the SECURE Act? The SECURE Act was passed by Congress in 2019 and went into law pretty much in effect for early of 2020. And like any good government law that has a name to it, there's an acronym to it. So <laughs> of course. the acronym is great. This one is Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement Act of 2019. Could it be any more ridiculous? I mean, I want to barf just looking at it. It's like my pneumonia ultra microscopic silicobic coniosis word. <laughs> that you can actually spell. <laughs> Thank I you. Mean, that's ridiculous. But the SECURE Act was Congress's quote-unquote way they thought of making some of the retirement rules better. 
And I have a, a line in my workshop that I give that I talk about the fact that the tax code now is about 83,000 pages long. Yeah. This is just part of those 83,000 pages. And people think that those extra pages that they have there are to make people pay more in taxes. And I'll argue it's actually designed to make people pay less. Yeah, it's the opposite. You just have to know about it. And the average person, the SECURE Act will actually cause them more in taxes because they don't do anything proactively about it. So what did it do? Now, there was a lot of things for people who are still working that were involved in the SECURE Act, but there were some key attributes that impact retirees. So I want to talk about those since most of our clients are in the retiree phase, in the retiree phase of life. The biggest, most notable thing that we saw was that the SECURE Act changed the RMD age. The required minimum minimum distribution age, it used to be at 70 and a half. Dave, you were looking mm-hmm. me in the eyes when you said that. Like you weren't even looking it up. Mm-hmm. I'm so impressed. I remember we talked about this a oh. few times. RMD, required minimum distribution. This is the age at which people are required to start taking some money out of their 401ks and IRAs. And the reason they're required to do it is because the IRS wants to collect taxes on that money. That age used to be 70 and a half, and they pushed that age back to 72. So for the first few years, there was an overlap somewhere at 70 and a half, somewhere at 72. But now that we've had it for a couple of years, the new RMD age is 72 years old. And so that gave people an extra one, actually two to three years, depending upon their birthday of when it fell, of years to delay taking money out of their IRAs. For people who didn't need that money or trying to let it grow without paying taxes on it, they thought that was a great thing. It's two more years. We don't have to do anything with it or whatever it might be. But I always like to say when the government giveth, they always take it away somewhere else. And what they did is they changed on the back end the stretch IRA rules. So what is, what was, I should say, a stretch IRA because they're now dead. But a stretch IRA was a way to leave money after you were gone. And people will hoard money, they'll hoard things, but you can't take it with you. It's got to go somewhere after you die. And to your heirs, to your kids, or really your, anyone other than your spouse, the stretch IRA rules take, took effect. So what that said was you could leave that money in the IRA and take it out over your life expectancy. So if you inherited an IRA at 50 years old and they thought you were going to live till 90, you could slowly take it out over that time period. Yeah. And so what that it did is that allowed for smaller distributions. So if there was a million dollars in the IRA, it might be, you know, $20,000 a year, $40,000 a year, whatever for it your might life. Be. For your life. Yeah. That doesn't have a major tax impact. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's extra money, but you're not going to have a major tax hit yeah. when that occurs. Okay. Now, they've gotten rid of that. And so now under the SECURE Act, you only have 10 years to take the money out. Right. So anyone who died in 2020 or later, they fall under the new rules. So we have, we have dead people's IRAs who fall under the old rules that are still being stretched. And then we have people under the new rules depending upon the day of their passing. And now that 10-year rule may seem like a long time, but for a lot of people who wanted you know, that tax protection of taking it out slowly – now, let's say that same million dollars, now we have to take it out over a 10-year time period. That's $100,000 a year plus yeah. that they're required to take out. And that will probably put people in a different tax bracket. You start and... adding that level to your income, even if, I mean, if you're in a high income bracket right now, that could be a substantial difference here. I feel like we haven't 
touched the surface on the Secure Act, but in episode 18, that was the one, where does your money go when you die? You said, if you have not talked to a lawyer since the Secure Act went into place, you need to do so because of major changes. I feel like this is probably the biggest change. This is where the change came into play. And this has to do with, I'm going to get really dorky here, but this has to do if you were utilizing a trust as your beneficiary, there were some very specific, what they called conduit rules. And the conduit rules change in the, in the SECURE Act. So if you, if you are using a trust and you have not had an attorney look at it since the SECURE Act went into effect, which was January 1st of 2020, make sure you have an attorney review it. Mm. And I am not an attorney, but there's some goofy nuances as it comes into play there. So we have to make sure that gets done. And the way that the rule setting in our country works is Congress passes a law and the law is kind of general. And then the different government agencies get to create the rules. So in this case, the IRS creates the rules. Okay. And originally, what the 10-year rule said was you just had to have it empty at the end of 10 years. So you can, in essence, let it grow over 10 years. Oh, and then do one lump. And then one big lump sum in the 10th year. And people were doing that to try and figure it out. They were just kind of waiting. There was a lot of people that did that. Well, they just came out two years later mm. and said, no, the way our rule is going to be written is you have to take out equal amounts every year. Wow. And it's a giant disaster. It has not been finalized yet, but make sure that whatever rule gets finalized, you guys, you're paying attention to that because the penalties for not following that rule is substantial. Are the tax implications on this money – is it taxed the same way as like normal income for when, an individual? Yes. Yeah. Whenever money comes out of an IRA, it just gets added to whoever's income took it out. Got so it. if you took it out while you're alive, mm -hmm. it gets added to your tax return. If you leave it to someone, it gets added to their tax return. Hashtag tax nerd. And that plan, I mean, that leads to some very real planning opportunities. You know, we, we did a couple episodes on Roth IRAs and we did a whole episode on Roth conversions, which if you haven't listened to, go back and listen to it. It gives a lot of people an extra one to three years to plan for those Roth conversions sure. because you cannot convert RMD money. You cannot convert money that you have to take out for required minimum distribution. But that gives you two more years to plan for yeah. that. So that's a great thing. So where, where the government did a nice thing, not collecting taxes a year and a half early, they're going to collect a lot more taxes on the back end for people that haven't planned for it. Okay. So that, that's, that's a big thing that, that occurred in the SECURE Act there. There's a few other things that people need to be aware of. A percentage of our clients are still working. And even if they have part-time jobs, there used to be a limit that once you turn 70 years old, you couldn't put money into an IRA anymore. A Roth, you could, but an IRA, you couldn't. They got rid of that. So, uh, oh, so there's no age limit. You there's can, no age limit anymore. Okay. So you can do a, you know, we can you can be 90 years old and as long as you have some sort of earned income, you can put money into an IRA if it's if it is the right thing for you. I have a question though. So it could be two things happening at once. You could be putting money in, but also required to take money out. Yep. Now the Secure Act actually got a lot of positive press. I mean, mm -hmm. they, they the government marketed it really well because no one really cares. What happens to your money after you die? So the fact that they, they gave that extra time was very positive. Yeah. And because of that, they're already looking at Secure Act 2.0. Oh, geez. So it passed the House in the late March of this year, of 2022, and the Senate's been doing what the Senate does to it for uh, since then. So Go on vacation, and mm -hmm. then you come back, and then go on another vacation. But look for something like that to come out, too. So this is one of those rules that's going to impact how much you can spend. And just like the Secure Act was, there's certain things that are going to impact how much you can spend in retirement. 
And for those people that have the majority of your assets inside of IRAs and 401ks, which is most of America, you need to know these rules and how they impact you. Are you aware of any other major changes to 2.0? Right now, it's all talk. It's all speculative, It's all speculative. I mean, Secure Act 1.0 looked totally different going through Congress than the final bill that came out. They're looking at increasing the age from 72 up to 75. They're talking about shortening the stretch from 10 to even five years. So there's all sorts of things that are out there. I'm I'm not going to crystal gonna ball that until right. until it actually comes out. Right. Unless you actually run for Congress, and then we can ask you directly what's oh, in yeah. the bill. Oh, yeah. Ask me, and that will never happen. <laughs> no, it will not. Dave relates to retirees. Yeah. It's the yeah that gets me every time. You love the yeah. Aaron, you don't have headphones on, but I just played the Dave Relates to Retirees segment. Are you excited to hear what it is today? I sure am. (laughs) (laughs) All right, a little background on that. The first few times Aaron spoke, she was too far from the microphone, so I'm not sure I'll be able to pick it up. This time she deliberately brought her voice close and said, I sure am. (laughs) What what would this podcast be without Aaron today? This episode would be terrible. It'd be a (laughs) lot. All right. Anyways, Aaron, Dave relates to retirees. All right. So I'm looking at this. (laughs) It requires a throat clear. (laughs) Yeah. I'm looking at the Secure Act. And to me, I just, I I love the idea that you can just continue to contribute money to an IRA and let that money grow. Similar. Now, a lot of people on the show that listen to the show don't know that you and I have many contracts in life. One of them is at age 70, you, by law, you did not have to pay for my meals anymore. But now with the Secure Act, I talked to a few congressmen and they changed it. It said, Josh can now buy Dave meals until Dave dies. So for me, this is a wonderful change in my life. It's going to change my life dramatically. And I'm, I, I'm just happy about it. Dave relates to retirees. Yeah. What do you got, Josh? So a lot of times on these podcasts, I think about what I'm going to say. Yeah. And when you do the Dave relates to retirees, I have to really listen and think and process the comments so that I can come up with something that the full house music that is going on in the background right now Mm -hmm. sounds good against. You say that, Josh, but really, Dave Relates to Retirees comes down to like one or two things. It's either you buying me something or like <laughs> a story from our childhood. So it shouldn't be that hard for you. It's not that hard. Okay. I just want to make sure that I can spin this like the right it. way here. Spin and it. kind of like the Secure Act, you just saw the good parts of that bill. I'm an optimist. You did. You just saw the R&D age being pushed out. You just saw me buying you things for longer. I'm a cometeer half full. You are. But what you didn't see was that you have to start smoking. Oh. Yeah. I mean, the reason I'm going to try and kill you off earlier so you actually don't live long enough. You just didn't read that part of the law. Oh, my gosh. That's really morbid, Josh. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. But that's the way it was written. You know, I got that passed through. Wow. Yeah. And that's not really the case. And (laughs) obviously, people. In fact... So we were at my sister's uh, little girl's birthday parties this weekend, and her father-in-law was there, and he's a regular podcast listener. And on the way out the door, he tells me, I love your podcast. Dave is nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Those were were verbatim, word for word, what he said. I'm nuts. And so uh, I think this is another great example. But um, Why must you needlessly complicate (laughs) everything? you got to tell a story about a story, always, I do. 
But no, the SECURE Act is one of those, there's some good things if it's taken advantage of and if it's planned for appropriately. Like your new law that uh, you somehow snuck in, yeah. Yeah, snuck in there. Yeah. Yeah. But there's also things that if you're not aware of could harm you. You want to make sure that you're taking the whole picture into consideration as you're doing your planning. Your planning is where you're going to get fed from. Everyone else's planning mm-hmm. is how are they going to take money out of their IRAs yeah. in the most tax-efficient possible manner. Are you a Monty Python fan? I grew up with a dad who loved Monty Python. I think I've seen a few of the uh, the, the movies. Aaron, Monty Python, Holy Grail, have you seen it? Not at all. Not at all. Bring out your dead. Bring out your dead. Okay, but this this Secure Act reminds me. I should have done this for my Dave Relates Retirees. It's the scene where they all are – they're worried because they're about to meet the like the epic battle master and they're all scared and they get to this big pit and it's just this cute, fuzzy bunny. And they're all like, oh, that's the killer. He's so nice. They're like, oh, the Secure Act, that's so nice. The bunny is the Secure Act because before you know it, the bunny is attacking them, eating their faces and their necks. It's kind of like that. <laughs> the Secure Act is the rabid bunny from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Dave Milburn, he is nuts. He's nuts. <laughs> trust me. But uh, oh. no, I mean, the, the, the difference is the Secure Act is <laughs> not There's designed. There's no difference. It's, it's the exact same. Exact same thing. It's not designed to attack you and kill you. It's more just you, you have to know how to work with okay. it. Okay. So, oh, fine. But, uh, but it's really there. Secure Act, man. Secure Act, man. It was. Uh, it's important, and I hope we conveyed some some ways that you, you should be thinking about it for, yeah. for retirees. But uh, it was a, it was a fun episode. It was a great idea. So. Great idea. So Josh, I don't know about you, but I would love to see more people go to fsrwealth.com slash podcast. Join the free email club. Numbers are growing like crazy. And if you're listening to this and you got one good laugh out of it, please go to fsrwealth.com slash podcast. Pop in your name and email address and you'll be the first to know the episodes. That'd be fantastic. And if you are on the uh, Retirement Equals Freedom Facebook group. You should just write hashtag more Aaron. Yes. And I think that we could get that one to grow. Oh, my gosh. We have millions of millions of them. Cool. All right. Well, on the count of three, Josh. One, two, three. Bye. bye. Aaron, I'm waiting for you. Bye. bye. <laughs> Come on. Uh, bye. Yes. Yes, we got it. That was worth all of it right there. <laughs> well, there's no ordinary rabbit. That's the most foul, cruel, and bad-tempered rodent you ever set eyes on. Hashtag tax nerd.